Boomtron. 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 Boomtron, but you're never gonna move on. Netflix OGs get your groove on. We talk about it all, we could be wrong. Kill the better views like a Demogorgon. Boomtron, but you're never gonna move on. Just a few guys talking about the originals. Yo, pick your favorite show, we can put it on. We know it also, nothing's atypical. And welcome to the Boomtron Podcast. This is episode 44. We're talking Cowboy Bebop. Cowboy Bebop. Yeehaw. The live action. The live action. So, very, very connected. You know, we've talked about Yellowstone on the ranch. Uh, and now we're talking about Space Cowboys. So, same thing, right? <laughs> exactly. I mean, a cowboy is a cowboy, right? <laughs> so, um, I, don't, I, I don't know what your guys' thoughts on Cowboy Bebop was. Um, I thought, I'll be honest. I thought the show looked great. It was very nicely done. Um, I just don't... and. And maybe I'll get slammed for this or whatever, but I just, I don't know enough about Cowboy Bebop. I didn't watch the anime or anything else. So I, I went into this fresh and I don't know if that hurt my viewing experience in terms of connecting with the characters or the storyline or anything like that. I, I don't know. Um, but I just, I just had very mixed feelings about the show. Like I, it was okay. It was cool, but when I think about shows like this, I think about, you know, Firefly, which I love mm. Firefly. Oh, oh, it's so good. So if you haven't seen Firefly, do yourself a favor. And I know that has a huge following as well. Um, and this just, I don't, I don't know if it was trying to be too funny or I just don't know. Like it was a lot of hit or miss for me. And I just, I just, I don't want to say it was terrible. I don't think it was that great, but again, I don't know if me just not knowing enough about the characters and the show and the premise and whatever else, the anime. I know, Mark, you said you you, you knew a little bit about that, so maybe you'll mm -hmm. talk on it. Yeah. Um, but like I said, I thought it was a nicely done show. I thought it was like the graphics and the way it was all done and presented was good. The acting was good. I just, I don't know. I just didn't feel it. It wasn't for me right away right yeah so i was definitely the same and i think like right off the bat i think or maybe like towards the middle of like the second episode i texted you guys and i said it felt like a generic guardians of the galaxy right mm -hmm. like he felt like they were these bounty hunters and they were kind of off doing their own thing i liked the fact that there was a storyline that followed through, right? Like there was a longer storyline, but I did mm -hmm. like that. If you didn't care about that storyline, each episode kind of could be standalone, right? Because each one, they were going after a different person. And to be honest with you, I actually really did like the cowboy roundup thing where they like figured out who mm -hmm. the bounties were that they were going to pick up, like the little TV show they had. I thought that was really creative that they were watching this. I also had a hard time figuring out like, the 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 time in which this was set like i'm watching it and i'm thinking okay this has to be the the very far future because they're everybody's just living on like moons and you know out in space or whatever but at the same time they were referring to a lot of things that were relevant and current today and so uh, that kind of kind of threw me off my game a little bit but i thought it was interesting every episode was written by somebody different so like 
they had they didn't have the same writers for every episode like there were i think there was two or three or two guys who wrote two episodes but everybody every other episode was different and i felt that like when it i showed. watched them i yeah it really did show i didn't even the the continuity storyline the one that was threaded through like about the fact that spike is really, you know, somebody else and, and you know, he's supposed to be de- fearless and he's supposed to be dead, but he's not really dead and he's changed his name and now he's a bounty hunter, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Even that storyline that was going through, I felt like really felt disjointed at points. Um, and the same with the storyline with Julia and Vicious and so that w- it was hard for me to, to kind of follow the, the trail there because... It just always felt different. It, it never really felt that, I don't know. Again, I think different writers is tough in a series for each episode. Yeah, I, I agreed. I, Dan Diego, I think your phrasing uh, hit or miss, I think is probably my, my watchwords for this recreation of the anime show. Um, I was looking at this whole thing through the lens of an anime Cowboy Bebop fan. And there were some things in the translation to to real life that uh um or live action i should say that i thought were really great and some some departures from the anime that some choices that they made that i can get into later that i thought were good choices but then there were so many other moments where i felt like they were trying to give the anime fans too much of the anime in terms of easter eggs and scene placements and dialogue and the translation from anime to uh live action just didn't click. And, yeah, and in I, those moments, yeah. as an anime fan, in those moments, it took me out of the live action and made me not want to watch it. And uh, it took me a long time to watch this show. I'm, I mean, I, I love binge-watching shows, and I put the kids to bed, and I'll watch four or five episodes of something in a row. I couldn't do it with this one. I need a break. I agree. I like, I wasn't interested in what was going to happen next. The and I think I think the one part that I really did enjoy, I thought the action sequences, especially the fight scenes, were really done well. Like fearless, he could fight. And it was nice to see. Like even the first scene when they're in the casino, yeah. he throws the quarter up, he like I love that scene. I roundhouse think it was a great kicks scene. it. Um yeah. so like I said, the show was very nicely done. It's just and maybe like I didn't even know there were different writers on it. So I'm glad you pointed that out. Maybe that's what it is. Like there was just a disconnect or there's like different vibes or whatever to it. Um, but I just, I just, I just, I don't know. It was just, there were parts in it that were just like, eh, that was, that was corny. I don't, I don't know. It just, like I said, some parts I was vibing, some parts I didn't like. And maybe if they added a little bit more to the bounty aspect of the show, um, I would have enjoyed it, but other than that, I just eh, it was okay. It was okay. like I'm not looking forward to a season two. Like I don't right. care. I don't care. I don't care if there's a season two. Yeah. Yeah, and I probably wouldn't watch a season two. I and again, that being said, I agree. I loved the fight sequences. I loved that first scene, and I was so in. And then it ended, and I felt like they very quickly pushed all of the other storylines that they were going to have right in there and at the so they they right away are kind of pushing at us like the whole idea of fearless versus spike seagull and then they have this asimov guy and the red eye and the girlfriend and the pregnant and i was like wait 
who's this now? Who, what's happening here? I, I couldn't tell like who knew who and who was just meeting who for the first time and what are you doing here and what's the deal with the syndicate and why like why is this girl Katarina like not willing to go back to her dad and said she's going to commit suicide by flying at the like what's what's happening here and after the initial fight sequence it just felt like too much too soon too fast mm. and i felt like they expected you to know like when you transition something from whether it's anime or from a book or you know from whatever to the screen i my thought is that you're doing it to create new fans. I felt like this was being done to appease original fans, like to give original fans something else. And I felt like as I watched that first episode that they expected that I already knew stuff that I, I didn't know. And I wound up confused and I'm pretty smart. I don't really get confused by TV shows, but <laughs> I got a little confused. Um, and and that that kind of pulled me out of it too. I was like, oh, I'm never going to be able to keep up with this. There's too many. It's kind of like when I read, I, I can watch um, Game of Thrones. I love every single episode of Game of Thrones. But I have picked up the first book of Game of Thrones at least three times and abandoned it, like a hundred pages in, because every page they introduce like eight new characters mm -hmm. and it's just too heavy. It's too much. And that's kind of what I felt like here. And that's so. saying something. Cause I know you do not abandon books easily. So <laughs> I do not. I, I mean, I, in all, in all honesty of it. Yeah. Um, so for me, a lot of these episodes were uh, frame for frame recreations of of the anime episodes so like like the first one with asimov and that storyline mm -hmm. um so many of the of the moments uh you could literally play side by side with uh the anime version and see it there and so having seen the anime and knowing okay katarina's gonna die soon so she's not that important asimov's gonna die he you know and just kind of so not getting lost in the who are these people why you know what do they mean for the main characters and so on um oh so that would have been helpful yeah so i kind of I, I got to have like the the cheaters version you know, ahead of time but um a lot of the anime like oh another thing i love just the opening credits uh were almost almost frame for frame, exactly the anime version. In the anime version, which obviously is Japanese, there are a few scenes where English words scroll by in the background. And mm -hmm. on the live action version, everything's done in English. And in that one scene, it looks exactly the same, except it has Japanese kanji floating by in the background. Like it's little things like that that were kind of fun to catch and watch. Um, but so much of the anime, of any anime, but of Cowboy Bebop, there, you know, there's, panning shots and, and zooming in and out and uh angular shots where you know a person might be standing straight up but the camera comes in at them at like at a 45 degree angle making them look more evil or more comical um, right and, and even the dialogue is a little more frenetic and, right and in this he he would the director would go for these shots and they would just look weird uh and and again they would pull me out of the action that was happening at the moment or the character they were trying to develop and then i felt like while the acting was great for cowboy bebop it, these characters did not really act like the ones i'd come to know and so they were much more sort of relaxed 
and laid back, not necessarily in their emotion, but in their delivery of their lines. And it, and it, it's, it felt different. It felt like I was watching this show that I'd known and loved under like a blanket of molasses. Like it just all felt muted. Yeah. Um, that's a good way to say it. Uh, I will say, well, and another thing that I think, again, the, the limitations of having to do real life shots versus just picking up a pen and paper and, and drawing a scene is that all the locations to me felt very similar, like where they confronted the dog napper and then where they later found the eco-terrorists looked almost like the same. Like it was the same lighting, the same background. They just changed a few of the props in the foreground. Like it, that kind of stuff would pull me out of the moment because I was like, wait, where are they now? Are they, are they going right. back? <laughs> so I, that was a little frustrating. Um, and I did like where you were saying you kind of felt like you didn't know when and where you were. Uh, mm -hmm. I love that sort of anachronism where you have a spaceship flying by overhead while you're watching a snowy TV from the 60s. Right, I mean, right. That, for me, I thought that was kind of cool. It, it reminds me a little bit of what they do with uh, Batman and, and how they how they draw Gotham. Yeah, uh, or, yeah. Or how they portray Gotham. Uh, so I, I, I like that, but... Uh, yeah, there was just, there was a lot, as, as the anime fan coming in, there was a lot that kept me from really just diving headfirst and staying in the pool of live action Cowboy Bebop. Right. Well, it's interesting. I read, um, I had read an article in The Wrap, and one of the things that they said, and I thought they said this so well, was they said that it was like watching a tail eat its own snake. And then they said, yes, you read that sentence <laughs> right. You know what's supposed to be happening and you know that ain't it. Like, I, it, there was just something off. Just something didn't catch me the right way. And, and again, I really liked the characters. I liked the character of Jet. I liked the character of Faye. I liked the character of Spike, AKA Fearless. I liked those characters. And I really wanted to like the show. I just felt like it didn't have, I don't want to say direction, but it, it, I, I don't, I don't, I can't put my finger on it. I just, and it's interesting because a lot of the articles that I read afterwards kind of said the same thing like a lot of them were like yeah it just can't make up its mind like what it's supposed to be mm. but then there were other articles where people were like this is the best thing that's ever been shown on netflix and somebody else was like this should have been a netflix original and you know so i mean people were were clearly split about it i'll be honest with you the thing that made me the angriest when i watched it was the fact was the scene where Vicious is going before the syndicate with his wife, with Julia, and they're like, she's a liability, shoot her. And he turns to her and she's like, what are you doing? And like, he shoots her, but of course there's no bullets in the gun. And then he tries to play it off as they always do. Oh, I knew the gun was empty, the weight was off. Um, and then when she's like, no, nah, you just didn't stand up to him, then he smacks her. And like the fact that she continued to be like, we need, you know, I kind of loyal, I guess I was, that kind of angered me, um, mm. a lot. And maybe just not like that character at all. Um, because, and, but, but again, like then I wasn't really invested in that. Like I originally when like fearless went to go see his friends and he's like, is she happy? And she's like, yes, she's happy. But I was like, Oh, 
kind of hoping for a reunion here. And then I was like, oh, yeah, you know what? I don't care enough. Like, I, mm. I, I don't care if there's a reunion or not. Um, total um, total sidebar here, but did, was it me or did Julia kind of look like Lady Gaga? Lady Gaga? No? <laughs> I think I, she did. But I had to do a what? double take sometimes. So I was like, wait, is, is it her? I think she looked more like uh, I can't think of her name from is she from Arrow? Um, uh, she's from one of the DC shows, not Sarah Lance, but her sister. Laura Lance? Yeah, I thought she looked a little bit like a blonde her. No, not at all. Okay, well that's what not I thought. I was a big, big fan of the show Revenge, and her. <gasps> Me too. Well, so do you remember her in Revenge with the red hair, and she was like the big sort of socialite con artist that. Um, oh yeah, that yeah. was her. I, I I spent like I I I I always hate to Google things if I feel like I can figure it out, and so I spent like three <laughs> three episodes watching, going, "Who is she?" And I thought maybe she was from the haunting the of Hill House. Like I'm like, "Who is right. she?" Uh, but yeah, when I went and Googled that, I was like, oh my gosh, because I loved her in that. Um, I will say, uh, I guess it's somewhat in, in contradiction to your opinion, Amy, I, I feel like the fleshing out of the Julia character, well, and again, this is anime versus the real life, the, the live action. Um, you didn't get much of Julia at all in the anime. Um, obviously okay. she was, she was Spike slash Fearless's, uh, long lost love, uh, and you know, his, she's, she's his end game and they reunite in the end and that sort of thing. But, um, I thought having her fleshed out made his feelings for her more real and more, uh, motivating for his character. So that gave Spike a helping hand and then the double cross at the end. Uh, so at, at the end, she basically like, uh, vicious has this chance to overthrow the syndicate that he's this plan and, Spike's coming to save Julia and, and you know, Julia basically uh, shoots Spike out a window, which you're like, what? Like, you didn't see that coming. Uh, and she double crosses Vicious and she basically takes over. She's the last person left to take over the syndicate. So she has gone from being his endgame slash long lost love to potentially season two's next big bad. And for me, that would be the only reason I'd want to see a season two is to see this iconic relationship turned ass over tea kettle and what they would do with it uh because you know i I thought that was just an interesting choice conversely i will say that they fleshed out vicious's backstory in the uh, live action version and i didn't like it because vicious in the anime was just quiet and evil and you don't know until i think it's like the last episode or two why he is who he is and what motivated his, you know, his hatred for Spike and his, his evil doings. And so that kind of made him more unpredictable and nastier. And one of the first tastes we get of Vicious is like scene you mentioned where they're, you know, they're buck naked in that hologram in front of the syndicate. He looks like some Harry Potter Malfoy reject. Oh my God. So much. Yeah. And he does this sort of sniveling, cowardly thing. And yes, it makes him evil to Julia, uh, which, by the way, side note, makes Julia's betrayal down the road. Like, that kind of was good a good seed for Julia's betrayal right. at the end. 
But anyway, it, it just made him seem weak and snivelly. And so I, I thought that that neutered his character a little bit. So what is there any because I'm going to be honest here. I did not watch the last couple episodes. Um, is there shame? Do we ever? I know I'm the worst. Shame. Do we ever find out what caused Julia to shoot Spike? Like, why does she betray Spike? At the end. Yeah. Uh, she pretty much was mad at him for leaving her. He knew that she was still with Vicious, and he knew what kind of person Vicious was. And he didn't come back for her. And she, and she was thought he, like... He let her think he was dead, too. Yeah, so he was like... She was like, now nah, I'm taking over the syndicate. Bang, bang. <laughs> I'm the boss. Okay. All right. So um, she was just... Yeah. So uh, that's, I, that's I, an I, interesting I, character arc for her, then. Because I found her to just be, like, a weak female character. I didn't, I didn't like her. And, like, even when she was like no vicious so we've got this plan let's do that i was like eh, stop it so i i kind of am more on board with her character knowing that like she's trying to take over the world now but i she, i still don't really fun, care i think she'd be a fun big bad okay um i want when you made that comment to us via text about the uh, guardians of the galaxy uh, that i think resonated for me because when i look at sort of the the theme that connected the guardians is that they were all sort of isolated and lonely from their right. these very, very different worlds. Uh, you know, Star-Lord, you know, half human, half God, never knew his real father, felt like he didn't belong. You know, Gamora, obviously, we know everything she went through with Thanos. Like all these things that made them incredibly unique, but to a, to a, to a weakness because they just never felt connected to anyone. And then they all find each other. And right. I feel like for Cowboy Bebop, it's that same formula. And it's mm -hmm. that, and so these characters, in a way, they're family, but, but I never felt like they connected the way like the Guardians did. Like each of these characters is lonely or exiled for some reason, but I just never felt that kind of Scooby Doo gang vibe in the in the live action. That well, actually, and honestly, the anime didn't have much of that as well either. They're all just sort of, they're not quite the ragtag misfits with a heart. They're just the ragtag misfits. Yeah, because um, they're not really all in it together either. Yeah. Like, I'm going to go do this so that I can make money for my daughter's birthday. And well, I'm going to go do this because I want to get a glimpse of Julia. And I'm going to go do, you know, like, I didn't yeah. feel like they were. Or I felt like they just shared a ship. And even in, and then even at the yeah. end, even at the end, they still weren't a team. Right. Agreed. Yeah. So, what, so, it, so it's like I didn't connect with the characters and they didn't connect with each other. And again, I don't know how that works out in the anime or whatnot. So I don't know if that's part of it. Like, this is how it went. But I just... it Like, things happen, and then that's, there was no payoff. There like, is... There was, that's... Yeah, it's, it's that if you guys if aren't going to love each other, why am I going to love you? Right. As a viewer. Yeah, yeah. Diego, I agree. Yeah. So, so I guess Cowboy Bebop is... is, is is not a two thumbs up on this show. See, look, I don't yeah. give everything two thumbs up. Uh, uh, mark it on the calendar, <laughs> yeah, folks. I, um, like I said, I, I thought it was well done. Like, the sets look good. The, the, yeah, the, oh, it's beautiful the, to watch. The graphics, the, the whatever, that looked good. Visually, it looked good. The spaceships looked great, you know? 
the action sequence, great, but like the story, like I just it was hit or miss. Like some episodes cool, some no, and then the like I said, the end just there wasn't a payoff. Like they, they didn't come together. And I know that's maybe sounds cliche or corny or like oh you know not everything's a happy ending kind of thing, but. Does that mean then season two it's gonna be like them like I, it just sounds almost predictable I don't know um yeah I just wish it was a well, little bit better in that sense and I mean like to to those of you listening please like argue your point with us if you disagree but I think for me I, I mean and Amy Diego it's if if we weren't doing this show how far into it would you have gone episode wise I wouldn't I have watched would have been, it yeah I would have been out by like three maybe four I just you know what it is and we talked a little bit about this off air. There are so many good shows on Netflix right now that this, I would have watched the first three episodes maybe, mm-hmm. and I would have been like, no, I'm going to go finish Masters of the Universe Revelations, because that, amazing. Yeah. Right? <laughs> I would have I would have been like, you know what? Kevin Hart's show, True Story, I finished that. That was better than this, at least in my opinion, right? Um, I just, I don't know that this would have made me want to keep watching instead of those two shows I just mentioned. So I don't know. I don't think I would have, I think yeah. I would have, it would have been one of those shows that just got lost because I, I was like, let me check out revelations and that, that if listen, I know the show, this episode's not about masters of the universe, but if you have not watched that, go do yourself a favor and watch that. Do you have to be a masters of the universe fan? Uh, no, it helps, but no, no, not necessarily, um, but definitely start on season one of Masters of, Re- of the Universe Revelation. What this season is, se- is this? This is season two. Oh, oh part two. okay. Part two. If you said like six or seven. And there's only, like, and there's only I think it. like six episodes, and they're each like 20, 25 minutes long. Oh, I could do that. Okay. No, it's, yeah. and it's fabulous. I'm, I'm okay. trying fabulous. to stay silent because if I let this cat out of the bag, it's not going back in. I just... I could talk okay. forever about So maybe we it. have to do an episode about that then. Yes, maybe. please. And I will watch it. Do yourself a favor and watch it. All right. Okay. All right. Well, like uh, like Amy and Mark said, definitely let us know what you guys think about Cowboy Bebop. You know, maybe we missed it. Maybe, I hate saying this, maybe we're too old. I don't know. Or you guys mm-hmm. are too old. I don't know. <laughs> but, um, but maybe watching the anime would help. A little bit or just having a little bit more backstory but definitely let us know in the comments on facebook or on twitter or on instagram let us know what you guys think as always you know if we're missing a show that we definitely should watch let us know thank you for listening make sure you download you like tell your friends and we will catch you on the next episode bye everyone this is just a disclaimer no members of the boomtron podcast are employed by any of the streaming services mentioned in this episode nor do they have any business ties with those streaming services this podcast is for entertainment purposes only and all news and information that is shared is simply what these yahoos found online